Welcome to the Journal Hijabi podcast. I'm your host, Sirin, and here we're all about elevating the voices of hijabi women in mainstream media through authentic storytelling. Without further ado, let's begin the episode. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Sidine. And today is just a solo episode with me. I'm just going to start off candidly. So I got off, I just got off of an interview, a pre-interview call with a future journal hijabi guest. Her story was pretty interesting. So she's a hijabi from uh, France. She's originally from Algeria, Al-Jazair. And she lives in uh, Paris, France, and so, but currently she's studying in London. Anyways, uh, so she talked about, we talked about her experiences really living in Paris, France as a hijabi, um, being among the parliament and the governing body that is very anti-hijab um, and pass laws and bills that have the intention to silence Muslim women are very Islamophobic under the um, impression that they're promoting secularism. Let's hope it's pronounced like that. It doesn't even deserve to be pronounced right because it's actual BS. She was talking to me a little about that and how she went to a Catholic high school um, in France, I'm assuming, and she had to take off the hijab her teacher told her to take off the hijab while other girls got to wear, um, I don't know what it's called, like the veil, the nun, uh, the nun, the nun. They got to be nuns while her teacher was telling her women have rights now. What? I don't like... So I was telling her, like, well, do Muslim women not have rights? Do Muslim women 
not like are they not part of the category of being in the progressive movements of women women having rights nothing makes sense in france nothing makes sense in the european parliament because deep down you could say they're afraid or racist but i think it's more racist or there's like a, a political um agenda a political push that's pushing these anti-muslim anti-hijabi rhetoric i was just like devastated when she was telling me that um and so you could tune into the episode whenever it's out i don't know if this is going to be posted before or after the episode but go listen to the episode and we're going to talk about it more in detail but i decided to make this solo episode podcast the first solo episode podcast this season um to to just sit, sit with that feeling sit with the feeling that i had that we had the feeling that humans have an experience and feel collectively and that is human validation so it's not only just that but it's also recognizing the layers of okay there's like the all human beings you know seek validation it's just like in our dna we were uh, created imperfectly blah 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 then that's like tying into the layers the onion layers of muslim you know of of muslim woman validation muslim woman validation in a sense that was created out of the invalidation of us in society um and uh, developed and created in a post post 9/11 era where it's like we were broadcasted um as scapegoats and treated horribly for the past decade and um injustly um and it's like these conversations are surrounding like taking the microphone back and analyzing life as a muslim woman in a hijabi uh pre and now post 9/11 and how we fit in, in into the media gaps and so this is that dialogue this is a dialogue of hijabi validation of hijabi muslim validation and this conversation was brought up also in a previous podcast interview that I did uh with Natasha and she Natasha if you didn't see her episode yet so she makes like sweet hijabi uh blanket talks that she does on her Instagram and they went viral like millions um of views collectively and so one of those videos were a PSA to muslim women a public service announcement to muslim women who don't say salam back when you're like walking in the street um woman says like smiles hi salam hey hello marhaba but there's like no reaction back and she said that a lot of uh people or i guess like muslim women like really related to that because it's something that we've experienced at least one time i've experienced it um and it's like okay sitting in that moment we're triggered I'm triggered that a fellow Muslim woman is not acknowledging me or validating my existence because I've already felt that way by society in a post um 9/11 era. So it's like I'm not receiving that validation um 
as a Muslim from society, but it's like not be able to receive that uh, acknowledgement from a, a fellow sister. That's deep. That's personal. And it just re really triggered me. And so that's triggered me and a lot of Muslim women. And so I really wanted to like sit down. Okay, like, so like what, why? Like, why is it, is it that triggering? Why is it bringing up these feelings, these uncomfortable feelings that Muslim women have and hijabis have? There's a deep rooted meaning behind it. And I know some people now are going to say, well, you know, we should only seek validation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is true. But I'm, but this is deep. This is something deeper. I'm going beyond that. I'm, and you know what I'm talking about. I started researching more about it on the internet of Muslim validation, hijabi validation, human validation. And so I came across this article that Al Jazeera posted of all people. <laughs> Al Jazeera, and it's titled, Why do Muslims seek Hollywood's validation? Let's talk about it. Why do Muslims seek Hollywood's validation? Colonized minds drove Muslims to celebrate Lindsay Lohan's possible conversion while they ignored Terry Holdbrooks Jr. Islam is the only re religion growing faster than the world's population. Okay. Terry Holdbrooks was a U.S. Army employee. The issue is not that of religion. Far from being a vanishing religion, Islam is the fastest growing religion in the world. Lindsay Lohan's interest in Islam, however, has an obligatory media staple for months. The actress of the Mean Girls Freaky Friday and a host of not-so-family-friendly movies is hailed by Arab and Muslim media and numerous social media users as if some kind of cultural and religious religion savior. Lohan's interest in possible conversion to Islam has branched into all sorts of areas of discussion. Like Holdbrooks, she is also branded as if a race traitor and has been, according to her own depiction, racially profiled during a recent trip to the United States. Conflating between race and religion is quite common in Western, especially American, society. Christianity itself was born in the Middle East region, but it seems that cultural appropriation has, at least in the minds of some, foolishly designated certain religions to be Western and other religions to be ethnic, colored, and foreign. So tying in kind of that perspective of religion, right? Because there's the hijab, it's part of Islam, you know, Muslim women wear it. So it's like sort of that feeling of, of religion d designated certain religions to be ethnic or colored or foreign in the same sense that that Catholic teacher designated that student, Noor, and told her to take off the hijab while the rest of the girls in the school got to wear their nuns. You see where I'm going on it? The sense of false pride generated by the probable conversion of a Hollywood actress is perhaps an escape from the grand shame of a bloodbath being perpetrated by Muslims against their own brethren. That was deep. I don't know what that said, but that was deep. But it is more complex than this. The issue is far more telling than that of Lohan's face in faith and is a repeat of previous collective jubilation wrought by the marriage of Arab-British lawyer Amal Al-Amudin. 
Alamudin to one Hollywood celebrity, George Clooney. Well, I guess we're talking about George Clooney now. Okay. Although Amal Clooney refused to investigate Israeli war crimes in Gaza, in Gaza, uh, presumably to avoid creating an uncomfortable situation for her husband, considering his strong Hollywood ties, Arabs continue to celebrate her as if her marriage to the famous actor is a badge of honor and a validation for a whole culture. Sadly, the opposite is true. Such hype over inane occurrences is an indication of greater alignment, align, ailment, the continuing Western cultural hegemony over Muslim nations. Neither is it an issue of celebrities Muslims per se, for there are many famous black entertainers who are Muslims, some even devout Muslims. They rarely register on Arab and Muslim media radars as earth-shattering events. This is how the idea of American exceptionalism has been nurtured throughout the years. Not only is it flatly false, says Komsky, but it is not uniquely American either, for every empire in the past has always cloaked its bloody actions under the guise of moral exceptionalism. The relationship between cultural domination and military control is itself rooted in a long tragic history. The late Professor Edward Said's critic of the Arab mind by cultural anthropologist Raphael Patai proved more relevant long after Said's book Orientalism, Orientalism was published. So kind of wrapping up this article, and it's like I'm trying to tie these two really deep. It's tough. It's tough as a Muslim woman in a hijabi to discuss topics like these. It's so heavy and it weighs so much on my shoulder on my shoulders because it's not you feel like you have to take it on all alone and it, this is just like a one person thing and it it feels like me against Hollywood and me against huge corporations that historically don't represent or advocate for Muslim women in media and I've struggled with that so much, but lately I've been accepting that it's okay. This was put upon me for a reason. It's something that I'm passionate about, and it's something that really needs to continue to be discussed, and we're doing that here today, and I hope that we can all learn something something from this and continue to advocate for ourselves as hijabis and Muslim women in the media space, no matter how hard it can seem or feel or look like but at the end of the day it's important to remember to never let anyone invalidate your existence as a human or muslim woman or hijabi woman or woman except that catholic teacher who told her to take off the hijab and the people who created the hijab ban laws in the european parliament except them this is all I have today. And thank you so much for joining this solo episode. And yeah, see you later. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. 
juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business. Removing friction and frustration for your employees. Supercharging productivity for your developers. Providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. Thanks for reaching the end of the episode. We hope you learned something new about the women who wear the hijab. You can watch the recorded video of this episode on YouTube at Journal Hijabi. And be sure to follow our Instagram at Journal Hijabi to stay updated on all things hijabi and help spread our stories. Until next time, never forget the power of being a hijabi.